December 10th, 1817. Mississippi becomes the 20th state after being repeatedly paddled in the ass by Georgia. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And we have a fantastic guest for you this episode. Uh, he is a double threat at the very least. Uh, he's a fantastic comedian and a brilliant, brilliant artist. Please welcome Jeff Tice to the show. Ooh, thank you so much. That was a fantastic intro. I've been working on my intro. <laughs> Appreciate it. for being here. Um, listeners, uh, for anyone unfamiliar with the show, each episode we take a look at a historical topic. One of us gives the official version of events, and another person comes up with an alternate history, and the winner gets to become the truth. Yeah. And I am surprised at how little I fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just, um, just a little bit. Usually we recap what happened on the previous episode, but this is an exception because we didn't really do an alternate last time. Yeah. So um, The last two episodes, uh, if you tuned in, were... Very special episodes with Christy Bukley and Janae Very Burris. special, yes. Um, we had a lot of, you know, sort of harp, like string music underlying everything that was very... I mean, we, we could have. Sounds it was, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was... It wasn't necessarily beautiful so much as like a venting of fear and emotions following <laughs> the election. And thank you again to Christy and Janae for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to have the first two topics in our new chapter of history... We are moving into Russian history, which is apt because we will soon become Russia. <laughs> um, so we might revisit their topics, uh, Genghis Khan and Olga of Kiev. Yeah, I at think some point soon. Both probably worth a uh, a little time. Yeah, a little devotion. Let's see how we can get away with not doing Genghis Khan. At the very <laughs> and Olga of Kiev is just such an interesting story that not a lot of people know. Yeah, I like I did the real history for that episode, and I was. Like, after we decided we weren't going to do it, I was going around just, like, telling people about this. I needed, to get, I needed to get it out somehow. So look for that in the future. But right now, we're going to kick off our coverage of Russian history with Ivan the Terrible. Uh, first, what, first czar? He sort of united a lot of the Russians, I suppose you could say. But yes, I think he was the first person to, to use the, the, the word czar as a title. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, Zach, that should be a giveaway that you're kind of doing the true history. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, thank you. Zach took the true history on with short, shorter notice because I am in the middle of finals week and can't possibly handle it. Uh, Jeff, you're doing the alternate? Hell yeah. That's very exciting. Uh, it is off the charts weird. So mm-hmm. be I thought you were going to say it was very alternate. <laughs> but a little bit of an awful wink just like that. But if we're all ready to go... Zach? Uh, yeah, I guess we should start by noting the translation of the word terrible is a little <laughs> iffy. Um, <laughs> iffy. Well, it sounds like he's a pure, full-blown like psychopath who brought Russia to its knees and like almost killed the entire civilization, which is not totally true. He's kind of a crazy motherfucker, but <laughs> named Ice Cube. Is that, is that the original but, Russian? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wrote Ivan uh, the Cray. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He was uh, an original member of uh, the NWA. Um, I wish I could think of a better thing to supplant N with, but it's not yeah, coming I'm to me. I was trying to come up with it too. Kind of terrible in this sense doesn't necessarily mean like evil or deplorable. It means like inspires fear or is powerful or sort of overwhelmingly 
amazing. Like if there was a cooler named overwhelmingly amazing, there was, like, he looms large, basically sometimes in a fearful way, but mm. sometimes not. Yeah. Um, like if there was a leader named something the awesome, like we'd think of them as like a cool dude with shades and a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, but we, probably we it think means Czar Spuds McKenzie. Yes, yeah. exactly so. But it probably would have meant. I guess that is Ob- original party dictator. Uh, I guess correct. that is Obama, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude shooting hoops, like yeah, hanging out. Exactly. Yeah, and especially in the scene. <laughs> In the in the context of everything that surrounds Obama, oh my God. I can't wait until history gives every president their own little adjective after oh, their name. Man, it's like if you have two bookends made of just piles of shit, <laughs> it makes whatever's in between them look even better than it already did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he was born in 1530, uh, and by the time he was three, his dad died of like uh, blood disease. Like he had some kind of circulation issue that got worse and worse and worse, and he died. And That's so Russian. Yeah. <laughs> he died of potatoes. Pretty much. And um, his mother died by the time he was eight years old of maybe poisoning. <laughs> we come to this a lot. And I don't think it's not even the only time this happens, I think, in this story. But it seems like every time we do an alternate history that takes a uh, history that takes place before 1700, everybody was maybe, maybe. like I feel like every tombstone, poison. every tombstone before 1700 just ends with poisoned. <laughs> like maybe they're just like the people, the investigators in Clue who are clearly really bad at determining how a person died. Like they're there's a clear stab wound here, possibly candlestick. <laughs> but yeah, uh, which means that he was titled the Grand Prince of Moscow at age eight. The Grand Did Prince, they say it like that? yeah, by the law. Lilting sort uh-huh. of, that. and they said it in English for some reason. <laughs> um, and there was kind of a power vacuum for the overall ruler of Russia until he was sixteen, at which he was uh, he was crowned. He took the title kind of forcefully. Uh, the czar of all Russias. All Russias. All I Russias, came across maybe. all Russias. Hey, you ain't going to turn excited. away a Russia. <laughs> Russia 662. We got them all. Yeah. Of course, Mecca Russia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll go to bed with any Russia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that how he took the title? Is that how he became czar? He fucked his way to the top. Yeah, well, well most people do. If you're 16. Uh, all that energy's got to go somewhere when you're that age. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Just take all Russia's. Uh, and he was kind of he united uh, all of the different areas of Russia through religion in a big way. He kind of uh, solidified a sort of a Christian faith that brought them closer together as a whole. Um, he also brought about the printing press, the first printing presses in yes, Russia, the print yard. Yeah, the print yard was what it was called. It was, there was some opposition yeah. at first, but eventually it stuck. <laughs> Um, uh, he created uh, a lot of great structures in his time. There was one rumor that he had somebody build a church so grand that he had the architect's eyes taken out so he could, <laughs> because like he would never see, like be able to build anything better anyway. So it was I pointless. love but, that more than anything in the world. I don't know, but, but 
from what I understand, that's like, not true. That guy went on to it. build other buildings. Yeah, but I they feel were like all discombobulated. I he feel was like yeah. that's so prevalent in history. I feel like that happens way more than it. I mean, it needs to happen more now. But it's it like needs to happen <laughs> more. Like like we've seen a sudden drop off in architecture. Right, maybe. Like yeah. at an awards ceremony, when someone's like, "This guy created the best thing they're going to get," he's getting the eye takeout yep. ceremony. Yep. This year's us. off with the elbows, and they just yeah. start taking off limbs yeah. just because. Yeah, I feel yeah, like it's that. The ice cream. This year's Oscars, Steven Spielberg gets his eyes taken out. You did it, Stevie. It took Martin Scorsese years to get his eyes gouged yeah, right, out. Right, but he right. finally did for The Departed. I Last guess. year's winner, Ian McKellen, will perform the operation. Michael Phelps on the podium for this year's Olympics, getting his feet chopped off. I guess they started with Lance, right? Like You win a couple, they just start chopping the nuts off. That, that's when they got suspicious, when he kept winning after he had no legs. So like, yeah. off with the nut. All right, here we go. Um, oh, they start small. He also passed some laws that restricted the rights of peasants and would later on kind of lead towards serfdom in Russia um, because he was not great towards peasants for the most part. Um, when he was 30 years old, his first wife, whose name was Anastasia... Of course. Uh, Romanova or something? <laughs> it's, yeah. Romanov, I, I think I'm typoed it here, so I'm not pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Look it up if you would like. Um, and of course, Piotr Rasputin, Colossus from the X-Men. Uh, she died uh, when he was 30. Would you care to guess what one of the theories was? <laughs> <laughs> poison question mark? Oh, yeah, baby. Possible poisoning. Oh, yeah, Possible. baby. Coming up with that poison. <laughs> yeah. By all accounts, Ivan was super devastating, devastated by this, so he probably did not do the poisoning. Um and at the same time, there was a lot of famine, there was a lot of drought, there was a lot of trade blockades, Russia was really suffering, and this noble advisor prince dude uh, defected, Who he was one of uh, the people closest to Ivan, and he defected to Lithuania, and this betrayal... Uh, made him distrust noblemen for the rest of his life. <laughs> and they say that at this point, the combination of his depression and the paranoia after the treason probably started him towards his lifelong habit of overreacting and being a little <laughs> off. But yeah. Um, lifelong habit of overreacting. I just love the way you <laughs> phrased that. that. He was kind of a crazy person. Uh so he eventually, since Russia's in such dire straits, manages to, at least in a large segment of Russia, uh, get pretty much absolute monarchy where he has total control. Uh, it's called the Opryknina. And mm, that's uh, worked out for Russia for many years. Yeah, yes. of course. <laughs> and continues um, to this day. Yeah. And he would like just because he hated nobles so much, kill or exile them <laughs> by the thousands. There's one sector that he expanded Opera to, and there were 12,000 royals there, uh, nobles there, and 570 were allowed to oh remain out of the 12,000 initial. Uh, so there was also a kind of a secret political police that kind of ruled the Opera Knina, uh, called the Opera Niki. I believe is I don't know. These oh, are Russian words. That's of course the, the son of the opera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were given all the so, land and they were super oppressive to their peasants. Like they raised the rents exorbitantly and eventually all the peasants peasants were like, uh, fuck this and yeah. left that area and production just fell and grain became super expensive. So they kind of fucked themselves in that regard. <laughs> Damn. And at the same time, a plague falls on Russia and kills about 10,000 people. 
<laughs> um, what do you know? What sort of plague? Yeah, what kind of plague are we dealing with here? Uh, Locusts. Sure. Bubonic. <laughs> I assume it's a bubonic esque. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get like I said shorter, no- yeah. shorter notice than you. Poison. Oh sure. <laughs> well, yeah, every ten thousand. Yeah, it was a poison <laughs> plague. <laughs> poison man. <laughs> Maybe those ten thousand people were poison. <laughs> um, uh, he also suspects because things are not going so good that uh, there's this city that he see overrules uh, called uh, uh, Novgorod. Mm-hmm. And he thinks they're going to defect to Lithuania. And there's a lot of nobles <laughs> there, you might guess. <laughs> and uh, he just has the city fucking sacked because he doesn't want them defecting from his power. His own city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, there was a claim that like 60,000 people died. Probably it was closer to 3,000, but that city never really came back from that. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Um, and at the same time, the, the, so eventually the Oprichnina kind of just fails because it turns out they're not particularly good warriors. There's a minor war that they're not particularly skilled at. <laughs> and Ivan's just like, all right, fuck this. <laughs> and scraps the whole Oprichnina idea in 1572. But during that time, before then, um, they are attacked often by Russians' longtime foe, Kazan. Uh, and they kind of... Ivan really handles it pretty well. They've been sacked by these people for... <laughs> he doesn't get too Surprisingly down on well. He keeps yeah. his eyes on the prize. He does. And they've been a problem since before Ivan was in power. Mm-hmm. But uh, he manages to convince all their potential political allies to stay neutral in the conflict. And sends a massive 150,000-man army to attack uh, Kazan. And after a long siege that lasts about five months, he manages to uh, take the city. He frees somewhere between 50 and 100,000 Russian slaves and prisoners. He takes other regions in the area and smashes the largest slave trade in the area in the process. Hmm. So points for Ivan. So the, not the sacking so, not of his own so people, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> not great. The exploiting peasants, not great, but ended a slave trade. So put one in the plus column. Pretty good <laughs> diplomat. Yeah. 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 Um, he also attempted to go to war uh, in with uh, Livonia, I believe it's called. Uh, it was called the Livonian War. And isn't he was the, isn't that like a computer company? <laughs> yeah, they they were uh, and of course the Lenovo Stankonia. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he wanted to secure trade routes along the Baltic Sea by taking some of their land, and ultimately ended up with him in conflict with Lithuania, Poland, Sweden, and the Ottoman Empire, who was always kind of a threat to them, pushing mm-hmm. at him from all sides. And he the war lasted twenty four years and was pretty much a failure. He did not get those lands. Um, hmm. although he did, like I said, during the Kazan war and other times expanded Russia quite a bit, uh, Crimea was also raiding them a lot at this time. And he managed to smack down the Crimean horde pretty goddamn hard <laughs> again. <laughs> so it says in the history, I guess the Crimean people were again looking to capture Russians to trade for mm-hmm. as slaves to the Ottoman empire. And he wasn't having any of that shit. And he took them out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he he explored and took control of Siberia during his time. Um, but uh, a few personal details. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah. A little. Ivan a little after dark. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. That's a dude who. That's a dude who fucks. Yeah, he had four rushes. That's how he got there. One night. <laughs> yeah, um, they were all very cold. <laughs> um, all the rushes. So apparently, one day during an argument, he beat his daughter-in-law, causing a miscarriage. Jesus. And uh, his son and chosen successor was kind of upset about this. <laughs> and during the fight, Ivan struck him with a candlestick or poison? <laughs> or a rope <laughs> in a ballroom? <laughs> and killed him. And, I mean, his chosen heir. And he had to go with kind of a second string quarterback <laughs> after he died. JV. Which indirectly, so this conflict probably yes. indirectly led to what's called the time of troubles after Eisen, Ivan, uh, Ivan's death. But yeah, he did. So after all of that, it was followed by the time of troubles. (laughs) After all of that war and famine and plague. (laughs) Um, I also getting into Russian history. I have to time my interruptions better just to be like, oh, goofy jokes. Like, oh yeah, he he beat his son to death (laughs) accidentally. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Russia. Uh, And to close off, a couple last things. He was a skilled composer and writer. uh, Apparently, Um, he also very very Russian sounding. (laughs) So many good composers. And he died of a stroke whilst playing whilst playing chess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. And of course, in a park in Queens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in 1584. And that was the end of Ivan the Terrible. Ivan the Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Well, Zach, thank you. Yep, absolutely. Jeff? All right. You're ready with the alternate history? So mine is not as in-depth as the actual. It, it rarely is. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, I'll just read word for word. I didn't proofread. Um, <laughs> so we'll see where this takes us. Um, so Ivan the Terrible, or less commonly known, uh, Ivan the Lonesome. Oh. Some people didn't know that. Or even That's less. That's, of course, the title of his country album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ivan the Lonesome and this dirt road to the Kremlin. His cover uh, of Hurt is amazing. <laughs> um, or even less commonly known, Ivan the Newsboy. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Yep. Come on. <laughs> uh, was the Grand Fresh Prince of Moscow from 1533 to. Uh, <laughs> We're already covering like four bases. In here. West <laughs> Moscow, born and raised. Um, from 1533 to 1547, and the Tsar of all Russias um, from 1547 until his death in, well,. He may have never <laughs> actually died. <laughs> you really are reading this for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, during the, his reign in Russia, Ivan managed countless changes, uh, managed, yeah, countless changes in the progression from a medieval state to an empire. We've covered a lot of this already. Emerging regional power, and he became the first ruler to be crowned as the Tsar of all Russias. So Ivan's legacy is complex. He was an able diplomat, as we've learned, a patron of the arts and trade, speaking to the music and being a composer, founder of the Moscow Print Yard that we talked about, mm-hmm. Stomp the Yard, uh, classic, a classic Russian movie that <laughs> play. Was about what? What was that about? <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. that a dancing movie? I sure. think it was a lot of, yeah. Little... Step up to the print yard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> Moscow, you've been, yeah. You've been forced to work yeah. in the print yard. Is an early Channing Tatum uh, it was in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was print yard was Russia's first publishing house. Um, a leader, 
uh, highly popular among the common people of Russia until he plunged them into serfdom and <laughs> oppressed them. So not sure how much Wikipedia also, is sorry, correct I on that I one. I can't hear Channing Tatum's name without thinking of Channing's Tatums, which is what I call his button, Magic Mike. <laughs> 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 Just his individual butt cheeks. Anyway, continue. His singular cheek. Um <laughs> Is Channing the left and Tatum's? Well, Tatum's is like oh, it got like it. The Tatum's Chan- got it. <laughs> sort of. It's Channing's possessive Tatum. Chan- got it. Yeah. Apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so Ivan loved news and printing. He loved everything about it, from the typesetting, the smell of the ink <laughs> on a cold, snowy Moscow night, oh, uh, and the sounds of the presses flowing with clearly unbiased news that would be sent throughout the veins of the empire. <laughs> clearly real news. <laughs> Very real. Um, <laughs> she published, of course, in a periodical called truthnews.biz. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> yep. Early clickbait, for sure. <laughs> um, some scholars say he loved it too much. A little too much. Uh, it got in the way of his international affairs. The Moscow print yard gained the sole focus of Ivan. Uh, crippling diplomacy across an empire, Ivan began to only print the ongoings of Moscow. Um, a tabloid rag filled with the city's <laughs> thriving nightlife, debutante debauchery, along with coverage of the most popular sport in Russia's history at the time. Uh, that. Support was called throat goading. Oh God! Uh, What describe? It is a blood sport uh, made up of forty-eight man teams, (laughs) forty-eight men on each side, forty-seven per side, mounted side saddle on classic Russian field goats. Each member, classic Russian field classic goats. Field goats. Not sure. None not of this sure new wave <laughs> field goat <laughs> shit. Bullshit. <laughs> Modernist goat. Fucking millennials. These fucking hipster field goats These we've got <laughs> now. <laughs> what happened to real field goats? <laughs> Make Russia goats again. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, and then so they were <laughs> mounted uh, 40. 47 of the 48 per side mounted side saddle on these field goats <laughs> armed with broadswords. Um, okay. okay. Classic, classic, <laughs> classic Russian broadsword. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, slicing and dicing their way through the throats of their opposition's animals. So Wait, that's, oh, okay. that's the idea is you want to just 47 of your 48 men side saddle on a field goat with a broadsword trying to take out each other's. You guys get the idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. So does. Who? How does someone win? Oh, you just hold on. Okay, it doesn't get it doesn't get explained at all. This this doesn't wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll say golden snitch, (laughs) guys. Holy shit! One player per team on foot, gingerly navigating the playing field on piles of goat carcasses, trying to find. The snitch. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> you guessed it. Of course, it's the best way to end any sport. So, yeah, yeah, because it makes the rest of the sport completely useless. 100% <laughs> irrelevant. All those goats died for nothing. <laughs> hey, I mean, nobody's going to watch if there's not goat killing. That's <laughs> See, that's the thing. There's got to be a winner, but there's also got to be a lot of bloodshed. A little something for, the, a little something for daddy. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yes, the snitch uh, may sound familiar. Um, it, is, <laughs> <laughs> it is common thought that Quidditch, the Quidditch snitch, is a direct lift from Russia's famous throat goading. 
So <laughs> that's I wish. So much, that's both more and less obscene than I thought it would be. Yeah, it just kind of, I was like, all right, that's enough probably talking about yeah. Harry Potter. Fortunately, he didn't go into what happens to the goat carcasses afterwards. That's true. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's where that plague came that's from. That's where Aberforth Dumbledore came from, I believe. <laughs> that's a Harry Potter deep cut. That's that is very deep. <laughs> It's okay. Kudos on that. Jump, jump into the pensieve to find out what happens next. Uh, <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Uh, uh, Ivan, so after, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Ivan quickly became a hermit, uh, only seen in between the shadows of the printing presses in the print yard. Uh, many believed he had died years prior due to his lack of visibility in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um Mixed with the ever-increasing oddity of the news coming out of the print yard, it got weirder and weirder as the years went on. Most Russians had just accepted that he had died, and that was more or less a good thing for the empire at the time. Uh, But one summer night in 1584, Ivan decided to make one last headline um, (laughs) from the depths of the print yard. Uh, It read, uh, Ivan the Lonesome because he changed his own name. Ivan the Lonesome found dead in Moscow print yards. Yard. <laughs> Possessive <laughs> yards. Yard. The print yard had a yard, and he was in there. And so uh, he was quite literally found dead in the front yard of his Moscow print yard, or so the story goes. Um, as the year, Of course, the story he wrote. <laughs> the yes, one, again, this is- on truthtownhallnews.biz.org. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Russia it also said facts. Hillary Clinton <laughs> to blame? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> dot pizza. Kremlingsnopes.org. Yeah. <laughs> As the years passed and new regimes gained power in Russia, many stories and lore bubbled up in the common thought that Ivan had not actually died that fateful night. A sighting here, a sighting there. Some say mm. he had actually staged his uh, the story himself, which is actually true, uh, printed it, and then fled to Siberia. Mm. Siberia, a popular a, place to a flee to. Yeah. <laughs> Hot spot. If you're gonna Get flee, away. make it Siberia. Well, <laughs> and of course, later, if you're gonna be forced to flee, make it Siberia. Make it Siberia. You don't have a choice. <laughs> uh, Siberia at the time was a dark land <laughs> at the time, filled with oracles, mystics, and pretty aggressive anti-Semites. Not <laughs> sure how they got there, but. Always I mean, pretty prevalent in history. It's pretty like. aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> not too aggressive. Just light anti-Semitic uh, tendencies. Um, general pieces of shit, I would say, along mm-hmm. with the oracles and mystics. Um, some believe oh, Ivan made. No one makes it to Anatevka. <laughs> some believe Ivan made a deal with these Siberian mystics, and for uh, this is also very Harry Potter esque. Uh, three quarts of goat's blood, something that we are very acquainted with already. Mm-hmm. Um, half his right testicle, which um, Lance would know about Wait, that. So we're gonna come back. Not his full right testicle, but half of his exactly. right testicle. Exactly. So one quarter of the full set. Okay. Right. Yes. So he has one point five. Remaining. Correct. That's okay. almost yes. full strength right there. Yeah, yeah he's hanging in there. Don't even notice the difference. Yeah. That, that, that hurt to say. Uh, isn't it? That's just yeah. oof. It's not okay. Uh, three strands of hair plucked from his sideburns. Uh, beards were very popular. A quail egg, over easy. Um, and kind of a weird one, a signed game-worn oh, authentic... Kind of, kind of a weird one. <laughs> well, a signed game-worn authentic Tom Brady jersey. Um, all of these things, and he would receive immortality. 
Oh, so that's why some people think a lot of people in our alternate histories have searched for immortality. Uh, and ever since songs no longer grant you immortality <laughs> after the magic went out of the world, a lot of people have failed. Mm. Oh, wow. So I'm guessing, I think he did, he did get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cause this, you're writing this history. You can <laughs> literally anything goes, uh, <laughs> This death-defying deal turned Ivan into more of a loner. He became even more... Um, sol- oh, that's not the right word. He became even more of a loner because lifetimes passing him by with no one to latch on to, everyone coming and going, a new life, mm-hmm. old death, classic Twilight, fear vampire. You guys know the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <laughs> after, so, yeah. after all of this, Ivan remained. Um, so every lifetime became a new opportunity to the report the news because that was his true calling. Uh, and he found he believed that in uh, or it is believed that in uh, 1979. So he's still alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Ivan the Terrible and or Lonesome uh, in his infinite being created a small little company called the News Corporation under the alias Rupert Murdoch. Mm. Of course. And has swiftly <laughs> rose from the top of the world media. Uh, his past still haunts him to this day as he becomes enthralled in scandals and general ass hattery. Uh, but that will never stop him from reporting his news, his true passion. Um, and just to wrap this shit up, <laughs> uh, that was kind of, kind of very gentle towards Rupert Murdoch in the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the life of Ivan the Terrible, born in the year 1530, and will shed his host body of Rupert Murdoch uh, probably pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> and Maybe even by the time this was released. Oh, yeah, wow. Hopefully. Host body. So is he like a worm that crawls he, from body like to body? That's, that's a fun little twist <laughs> that, again, proofreading may have actually solved. <laughs> Like a Jason goes to hell style <laughs> possession worm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he will continue being Russia's number one newsboy uh, for the rest of eternity, whatever that happens to be. <laughs> I was also, I was picturing it was going to be way more newsies. Very <laughs> open ended. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, we Jeff. made it <laughs> Jeff thank you very few musical numbers. <laughs> <laughs> of course I had to cut all of them out for time. Oh, uh, well, uh, the role of judgment falls to me uh, this episode. <laughs> uh, I was going back and forth the whole time, and when it turned out he was Rupert Murdoch and we were kind of being almost humanizing with him, I was almost leaning towards the true history just for spite. I feel like you would have to. <laughs> but then it also turned into like he's also a venom, carnage, parasite type symbiote figure. Yeah, the host, that came up the host figure really kind of just slid at the end. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the alternate history just oh, to have the Ivan the Terrible yeah. symbiote <laughs> sure. pop up. And of course, run uh, RussiaFacts dot, <laughs> dot triple X. We don't know who else that uh, parasite possessed over the years. See, that's <laughs> another issue. You just don't know where he's been. He could show up any, any old place. He could have been your high school yearbook editor. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like he was, was Rupert Murdoch at the time. <laughs> yeah, he's been around in a while. Well, your high school yearbook editor wasn't Rupert Murdoch. Oh, that's a good point. That's why there are all those scantily clad photos of teachers and professors. <laughs> Jeff, thank you again. Absolutely. This was fantastic. Before we get into the plugs, uh, Jeff, one of the reasons we're having you on this episode, uh, we're very happy to announce that there are revisionist t-shirts designed by Woo! you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that are soon going to be available on our Patreon well, Brian page. Brian almost lowered his hoodie as if to show the audience, here is an example of out. such a shirt. Yeah, yeah, of course. There we go. Now I feel, but I feel like I'm speaking more truthfully to the audience with my hoodie off. They can feel it. It's a fucking amazing design. We'll have pictures up. You can go to our Patreon page uh, to get it. I'm also setting up infrastructure for you to just be able to get it on the website. Uh, or uh, chances are a lot of you know me personally <laughs> and could just send me a message on Facebook uh, and we could set up this shit. It's an amazing design. It's Cannibal Julius Caesar from mm -hmm. our episode our... number four with yeah. Jose McCall mm -hmm. on black uh, next level cotton tea. And thank you, Jeff, for Absolutely. doing the design. Anytime. And Happy thank you. Help. Sorry. <laughs> And thank you to uh, a small print shop in Denver, Colorado, for their generosity mm. uh, in hooking up the printing on these T-shirts. Uh, so, yeah, pick one up. It's going to be awesome. That's the name of the print shop, by the way. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, a yeah. small print shop. <laughs> and their shirts come in a box labeled a box of shirts. That mm. for sure is in parentheses under their logo. A small print shop. <laughs> yes, that's actually yes. the name. It's uh, the most literal business in Denver. <laughs> Uh, after Denver Beer Company, I yeah, guess, yeah. actually. And the Denver Baby Smelters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Denver baby Smelters. Um, Since 1789, before Denver was a thing. <laughs> been smelting <laughs> babies. <laughs> yeah, it started with the Arapaho. Mm -hmm. Listeners, uh, like I said, you can visit our website, revisionistpodcast.com, uh, and our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And review the podcast on iTunes, which is extremely helpful yeah. to us. Thank you to everyone who's done that. Before we go, Zach, Stage of Fools is making its season three. Yes, return. season three return after a good six, five, <laughs> six months away. Uh, the show that we have feared, whose return we have feared openly, <laughs> has finally returned. <laughs> and the first episode didn't suck. And in fact, if you are listening to this, chances are that is available already. The first episode of, uh, if not, it'll probably be available tomorrow. But I think it should be available now, wherever podcasts are downloaded. And Stage of Fools is, of course, a discussion of Ease the yes. Royals. Ease the Royals, a <laughs> terrible scripted show. Their first scripted show that is very tawdry and melodramatic. And occasionally enjoyable, but occasionally unbearable. <laughs> um, Solid pitch. <laughs> yeah, and it, and the co-host is previous guest from our Alexander Hamilton ex, uh, episode, Shannon Camp. Then, listeners, this will be released by the time this episode comes out. I was on another episode of I've Made a Huge Mistake, an Arrested Development podcast, uh, discussing the first episode of Arrested Development I ever saw, Ready, Aim, Marry Me, uh, with Caleb Green and Darren Husted. Darren uh, Husted produces both uh i've made a huge mistake and stage of fools mm -hmm. so he's got his fingers in all sorts of pies <laughs> mm -hmm. um, all the rushes <laughs> <laughs> he's got his finger in russia <laughs> i am editing that out <laughs> uh and also december 28th you can catch me featuring at jagged mountain uh it's gonna be a very fun show with uh andy sell jason keys and a lot of other great comics so come check that out if you are in the denver area december 28th Great. I guess I do have a plug. I also have a show, uh, December 28th as well. Motherfucker. Oh. So come to my brewery show at Ratio. I can edit that out. It's you fine. will never be invited back <laughs> for this treason. It's over. You're never getting We're out of We're burning these shirts. <laughs> Enjoy your fucking shirts. Yeah, Enjoy your show Enjoy now. your doodles, artist. <laughs> 
December 28th at Ratio, which is a uh, great show. Yes, Ian Douglas Terry is doing a live recording of an album, and I am on that show with him. Um, oh, awesome. Again, also did the poster, so check that out. Um, or don't. It's just a poster, man. People get excited. But you've They're also just... done posters for... I want you to fill... I was going to... The Crab Feast? Feast. Yeah. The Crab Feast with Ryan Sickler and Jay Larson. I just opened mm-hmm. for them when they came through Denver, which awesome. was awesome. They're some, that's a great podcast. We're pl- pl- plugging other podcasts. No, please. You've done uh, a lot of also, amazing, amazing work. Thanks, man. Um, some other posters for Eddie Pepitone, Rory Scovel, mm-hmm. um, The Meltdown, which is the late, great Meltdown show. I got to do mm-hmm. a poster for that before it died out. Um, shout out to Dave Clock. Thanks for hooking that up. So that's it. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. You guys are fantastic. Thank and you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, for everyone here at the revision... Try it again. For everyone here at the revision... It's been a while since... It's been longer than usual since we last recorded. I, I lost the ability to speak. For everyone here at the Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. Have a good time. <laughs> <laughs>